Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which we're going to talk about online events today and the future state of them with Joe Davey, who is the co-founder of Banzai. Um, located out of uh, Seattle and Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, welcome, Joe, to the show. Could you please introduce yourself? Hey, Elias. Thanks. Uh, glad to be here and uh, glad to speak with you today. Uh, as you said, I'm the co-founder of Bonsai. Uh, we have a uh, little over 100 employees now uh, all around the world. And uh, we're a, a data-driven uh, marketing technology company that uh, helps marketers uh, prove and improve the value of uh, their digital marketing campaigns. Cool, so when I take a look at your website and for the listeners, uh, I will put a link to your to the website of Banzai in the show notes, of course. Um, but when I take a look at, the, at your website, um, it also states a lot about online events and um, how uh, how data can help you to improve the events, et cetera. So how how do you tie those together? Are you um, at Benzai solely focusing on online events or are you taking data and data-driven marketing as a, as a whole? That's a great question. Uh, so when we started the company back in, in uh, 2006, uh, sorry, 2016, dating myself there, uh, almost added 10 years to my life. Mm -hmm. We, uh, when we started the company in, in 2016, uh, we were very focused on events as our primary use case. And at the time we were really focused on both, uh, both digital events and, uh, what we termed field marketing events, uh, essentially, you know, smaller events that were happening, you know, ranging from 10 to a thousand people. Um, and happening in a more regional fashion. So, mm -hmm. so things like product launches, roadshows, networking events, executive dinners. And we built a really successful uh, product line around, uh, around audience acquisition for those events. And over time, I think our vision has uh, expanded. So uh, with COVID, obviously, field marketing uh, has changed a lot, uh, mm -hmm. the, the way that people think about field marketing has changed and uh, conferences and trade shows in many ways have kind of come back uh, to the way that they were before uh, COVID. But field marketing is has kind of been altered. Um, it, it hasn't really come back in the same way. Our focus has been on helping our customers uh, bridge the uh, gap, navigate from uh, transitioning their field marketing programs into digital marketing programs still being able to cultivate the same level of, uh, you know, of, of intimacy of the event and interactivity and, and all of this. So creating these great experiences. But, uh, you know, for marketers, the central thing, you know, is is really the data. Uh, you know, I think in, in some cases, marketers feel like uh, they don't have enough data to figure out what they need to do. And in some cases, marketers feel like they're drowning in data and they can't make sense of it. And so, uh, you know, so over time, you know, as we've as we've expanded and we've seen a, a huge amount of success with our uh, our, our webinar product, uh, Demio, 
Uh, we've just launched another uh, a companion product for that called Boost, which is a, uh, a new uh, kind of audience acquisition based on social sharing. And um, as we've seen the success of these products, what we've realized is that, you know, there's an opportunity for us to think bigger, expand our vision uh, and start to take on more, uh, start to take on, on you know, broader digital marketing uh, use cases. And so, uh, you know, today we think of our vision as really uh, helping marketers to uh, in increase the value of every marketing uh, interaction that they have, every interaction with every customer. And this is, you know, obviously different than just a focus on virtual events, but I, but I think virtual events have been a huge part of uh, our business for the last few years, obviously have propelled a lot of success for us. And, and uh, you know, we're excited about uh, the future of that market and the future of that industry. Love it. So um, you're very excited about the future of that industry. Um, at the same time, you already mentioned that uh, well, offline events, trade shows, all kinds of gatherings uh, are, have, have come back uh, very rapidly after COVID. And I think, you know, no one expected them to come back that soon. People during COVID, people just said it's never going to be the same. And when I'm visiting a, a, a trade show now, it seems like we've never had COVID. Um, That's right. At the same time, we were overflown by um by 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 all kinds of webinars online events campsite chats whatever they they called them during covid <laughs> um that i also uh sense uh some 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 well marketers that are tired with the whole webinar thing are, are mm. you seeing that as well or is there some and 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 well the the, the follow up question would obviously be how do you prevent this and how can you organize successful events at the moment? I think that what, so I, first of all, I'll say, you know, nobody ever expected conferences to die. Um, there is a natural human, you know, desire to connect with people and conferences are a really powerful way to do that. In some ways, conferences actually serve um, a similar uh, role to the role uh, that webinars or, or, or virtual events can play, which is conferences are great at bringing together uh, a lot of people from a lot of different, you know, regions, uh, from maybe a lot of different industries, whatever, around a central theme. That's essentially the same thing that you can do with a virtual event that, you know, the difference being that for webinars and virtual events, the barrier to get all these people together is just much, much lower. Um, and it's much, much easier to reuse that content and continue to get value out of it in the long term. Mm -hmm. So as a marketer, you know, the, the number one mistake that we see people making is, you know, running an event once, um, getting the leads from it, that's great. And then, and then just letting that content die. Um, you know, I, I think what we've, uh, what we've started to see in the most successful marketers um, is is people that are treating their uh, you know treating their marketing a little bit more like journalism, in a sense that you know they're they're thinking about what questions do my customers really care about? What do they really want answered? Um, even if they're not directly related to my product, maybe. But what what can I help them learn? What can I help them? You know, what insight can I give them? And then they're you know they're able to bring people together that can answer those questions. Um, host, you know, host webinars around that. 
and and then turn that into long living content, you know, on demand content, uh, video content that uh, somebody can you know you can embed in a website that you can host online that can continue to engage your customers over the long term, and you know that's a, a totally different uh, mindset I think than just saying I'm going to produce you know a webinar this month and see what happens, mm-hmm. and so you know I, I think it it's really um, you know, I, I think conferences are always going to be a thing. Um, I'm I'm glad that conferences are back. I personally, I, I go to two or three conferences a year. I love going to conferences when I do it. Uh, but it's also, it's obviously much, much harder to go to uh, a conference than it is to go to uh, a webinar. And it's certainly much harder than it is to go to, um, to an on-demand uh, webinar. And, uh, you know, I think one one analogy that I really like here is, you just think about professional sports. Uh, you know, if you want to go to a, a soccer match, uh, how many, how many do you go to, you know, a year in person? You know, maybe, maybe a few, uh, you know, how many do you watch on TV? Maybe, you know, maybe, a, you know, maybe 10 X that number. And how many do you just see the highlights on the news, mm-hmm. uh, you know, later or, you know, see on YouTube? Oh, wow. Look at this great goal that somebody scored, you know, probably 10 times that number. So, uh, and, and I think the same, the same thing is true with, with marketing in general, you know, for, for, uh, marketers, the most important thing is to be able to identify their audience, target that audience to reach them in a way, um, that's accessible to the audience. And that obviously is, is scalable and, uh, performative for the marketers. So, uh, so I, I, I don't think webinars are going away. I don't think conferences are going away. I think they they coexisted um, long before uh, COVID happened, and I think they'll 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 coexist again. I think what may have shifted though um, is is uh, is field marketing, and uh, not to belabor the point here, but the reason I say that is field marketing has uh, uh, you know it has been tied for a long time to where people actually you know physically live, and in the in the pre-COVID era, uh, people all were commuting and working in offices every day. Um, but now with the advent of remote work and the the popularity that that's seen, it doesn't seem like, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like we're going to have the same post-COVID work environment uh, that we that we had uh, before COVID. And so, you know, my my uh, you know b- before uh, before uh, COVID you would go downtown San Francisco or downtown Seattle or downtown New York, and you would go to a hotel at five o'clock, six o'clock in the, in the uh, afternoon, evening, and you would see maybe four or five different corporate events happening in the same hotel, you know, in different ballrooms or lobbies or whatever. And today it's just not happening. And, um, and the reason is people, you know, people, it's much harder for companies to find the right audience you know, they don't know where people live anymore. Um, you know, just because a company's headquartered in San Francisco doesn't mean that any of their team lives there anymore. Um, there may be, you know, people all over the world. And that's certainly been the case yeah. for us at Bonsai. You know, we have people uh, in in 16 different time zones. And so uh, it is, it's a lot harder for companies to to make those types of events work. So I think we, we may see long-term shifts um, in field marketing strategies. Absolutely, absolutely. So I love those those insights, and I think uh, coming back to those webinars, um, 
Hi. Um, well, you you mentioned that they're gonna uh, coexist uh, with the live uh, events, um, and one of the things that really triggered me on your website was a blog. I think it's a recent blog from um, April, and it's uh, it's called Seven Reasons people hate webinars and how to host a webinar people love. So I'm going to add a link to your website, to that blog in the show notes, but I enjoyed that very much because it's a well-written piece with a lot of examples. Um, could you, because we, we introduced this podcast already um, with the, 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 the fact that uh, with your, you guys are using data, leveraging data to be more successful, to make marketers more successful. Could you give some examples of the smart use of data for the use of webinars or how marketers can use data to organize successful webinars? Uh, there's a couple of ways. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the the first and foremost thing is figuring out what your audience cares about. Um, so, you know, you can really, there's this fundamental human desire to, uh, you know, to, to, to feel smarter, to be smarter and, and to learn stuff. And, um, you know, people's brains get activated when they're learning something that surprises them. And so I think the biggest mistake that marketers make is, uh, they just let their, they, they let their webinars just become sales pitches, uh, you know, and they and they don't execute them at a high quality level. So, you know, what what I would suggest for any marketer is really to think about your broad content strategy first and then think about webinars as a component of that. Right. So in, in terms of your broader content strategy, you know, what are the topics that your customers care about? What are the questions that they're asking um, and and what's the unique thing that your company, uh, you know, can do that can, you know, teach them something that, that they'll, uh, you know, that they'll learn from. Uh, I'll give you an example is, you know, we've seen customers that are doing webinars on Zoom or on, uh, on, you know, go to meeting tools like that, that are really meeting products. And um, those tools are great for meetings. And, and I, I actually, I like Zoom as a meeting product. I think it's really good for meetings. Um, but they're not marketing tools, uh, you know, and so they they don't have a lot of the data. They don't have a lot of the other marketing features. So we've seen customers that actually just by moving their content over and activating some features on our side, uh, like integrations and like uh, featured actions and things like that, um, using engagement data, they're able to drive like 60% improvement in attendance rate. They're able to drive 200% increase uh, in leads that they're generating. And this is obviously a huge, you know, it's a huge difference maker uh, for marketers because essentially, you know, by by doing the same thing, but just using tools that automate some of the uh, some of the heavy lifting for you on the data side, uh, like the integrations uh, or like the, uh, you know, like like collecting opt ins, uh, you can get, you know, much better results. Your sales team can get, uh, you know, uh, much, much you know more qualified leads. So, uh, you know, I think the key for marketers really to think about, you know, start with start with why, you know, why does your customer want to show up to this? You know, why does this event need to exist? Um, what what question are they trying to solve? You know, today, 
a lot of people all over the world are trying to solve the question of, you know, how do I do less with more? Um, you've probably seen, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of content out there right now in financial news about whether there's going to be a, a recession or not in the next mm-hmm. six months. And, you know, lots of companies have done layoffs. Uh, you know, uh, we've seen uh, salaries, uh, average salary uh, in San Francisco has come down 25 percent. Uh, in the last uh, six months. I mean, that is an enormous change. Uh, and so companies are really trying to, you know, get more scrappy and more lean. So I think, you know, if you're a marketer and you have a way to talk about that for your customers that's relevant to them, you know, that's a topic that you're probably going to get people that are interested in. I, I, I don't necessarily say it from the standpoint of you have to always just, you know, uh, do what's popular. But I do think you have to be aware of what your customers care about right now. What problem are they trying to solve right now? What what pressure are they getting from their boss? Um, you kind of have to think about it through through that lens. And then, you know, from that perspective, think about, okay, well, you know, how can I help them navigate this? How can I give them insights or how can I help give them information that uh, that's that's uh, going to make them feel like they have an advantage? And if you do that, you will see people going to your content, whether it's webinar content or blog content or or anything else. So a lot of our focus in our content is, you know, how you can use your marketing data to drive better ROI, because we know that marketers everywhere are struggling with their budgets right now. You know, CFOs want to spend less money on marketing, not more. Uh, and they want to get bigger results, not smaller results. And, uh, you know, this is always a problem for marketers. But anytime that people start doing layoffs and start talking about recessions, it becomes a, a, a huge problem for marketers. And uh, so we know that every company is trying to, you know, to figure out how to increase their performance. And so uh, so we spend a lot of time thinking about how do we, you know, give our customers content. It's going to help them do that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, that may be things like, you know, maybe maybe a webinar, maybe a, a downloadable, maybe a blog post. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a whole strategy and, and webinars are a great aspect of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And th- those were some great tips, I think, um, which marketers should keep in mind when organizing webinars or creating content, uh, as well as a strategy, uh, because, um, it doesn't start with uh, your product offering, but it starts with the problem that the potential customer has. So thank you very much, Joe, for being on the marketing technology podcast. Um, I'm going to share a link to your LinkedIn profile as well as a link to the website, of course, of of Banzai. Um, And with that, I would like to thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Elias. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.